0: Before we get started, I have to ask, are you a part of our Facebook community yet? It's a place where we explore each episode and ask questions related to the topics. We also share tips and tricks on how to boss up in our own lives and businesses. If you're not a part of Boss Up Babe yet, we would love to have you. Please visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Boss Up to be a part of this fabulous community, or you can text the keyword Boss Up to the number 345-345. Three, four, five to join now.
1: Um, So, I guess to me, to boss up, it means to just get up to the plate and get things done.
0: You're, you're, You're listening to the Boss Up Podcast, where we get real on what it takes to be successful in life and business. Hosted by your favorite girl, boss, business owner, and mentor, Lydia Page. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Bossing Up is definitely all about taking action and not waiting for anyone um, to kind of do something for you, but really taking responsibility and doing it for yourself. So, Rochelle, go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit more about you, um, how you grew up, and maybe some of the experiences in your childhood that led you um, towards YouTube and um, what is today Allocate Naturals.
1: Sure. So, I am the CEO and co-founder of Allakey Naturals Beauty Products. I am also known as vlogger, veteran, YouTuber, Black Onyx 77, because I was one of the very first natural hair bloggers on YouTube back in 2007, 2008, so when YouTube first launched. Um, I also own several other brands, including a brand that is going to be launching in January called Mogul University, which is an online educational platform where I teach other business owners how to launch and grow their businesses. Um, I started my business when I was 22 years old, so I've been in business for 10 years now. So I went straight from being um, in college to being self-employed. My brand Alakay Naturals um, original. Well, first of all, I'm Florida based, um, and when I say co-founder, I mean my husband, Damon Campbell, is my fa- um, my business partner. So he is my co-founder because we started the business and brand together. Um, I'm currently based in Florida, and I have two children: a ten month old daughter and a six year old son. So I'm juggling mommy life, wife life, and also multiple business brands life. Um, as far as how I started or when I started my business, um, I started allocate naturals when I was in college, but allocate was not my first business. A lot of people didn't realize that my first business was night. Well, I've had multiple businesses before then. um, if you count my teenage years, but my first official legal business was called Nyamani Chic, where I was handmaking jewelry and accessories and selling them on Etsy. And then Alakai Naturals came about when I first went natural, did my big chop, cut my hair off, and I, you know, was fine for the first year because I was just using anything that was on shelf. And I was a, you know, college student with a limited budget. So it was just like, okay whatever's available I'm going to use. And I also color damaged my hair really bad the first year. And so after that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a second big chop. But this time I want to focus on using products that only have natural and organic ingredients. And I want to really learn about my natural hair and not let it just be about the cute styles while in college. But what I quickly realized that was that the products that were affordable on shelf, number one, they weren't made for kinky hair like mine, and number two, they weren't affordable if they really were natural, and then number three, the products that said that, that they were natural, they weren't. They were filled with so many chemicals, and I had promised myself after having to go live on YouTube and cut all my hair off again, that this time I was really not going to use chemicals. So I decided to just create the products that I needed for my hair um, with no intentions, though, of it being a business. So I was juggling Naimani Chic, doing my accessories, which I loved. I miss it. Um, I was in college. I was taking five to six credits every semester, and I was paying my way through school on my own um, I was waiting tables at Olive Garden, I was a CNA, I was throwing newspapers, so I was doing multiple jobs to pay my way through school. and. For me, YouTube had become a creative outlet. Like it was a way, because I lived in a small town at the time, and there weren't people around me who looked like me or who were going through like the natural hair journey, as we call it now. And so my subscribers became my family. They became my besties, my friends. And when I started using my first product on myself, which is my Essential 17 hair growth oil. It didn't even have a name. I just literally created and mixed it because I was like, all right, girl, you have to make more YouTube videos and you can't do that while you're bald, obviously. Mm -hmm. So you need to grow back your hair as quickly as possible. So I used um, my... Kind of previous experience of growing up in jamaica with my yaya who studied herbs and everything if we got sick every herb she whipped out of her little back to eden book and was like all right use this for this so i thought about using that same approach to grow my hair back and i mixed the essential 17 growth oil used it on myself behind the scenes didn't tell anyone and after a while, like my subbies, like they knew me in and out. So they were like, wait a minute, your hair is growing back really fast. What's going on? And I'm like, well, I made this oil and it's, you know, I use it on my hair. And they're like, oh my God, you got to share. You need to make some for us. So I did a YouTube video actually teaching the steps on how to use the products. And people didn't want that. They wanted me to actually make it for them. So I told my husband to mine and he's like, listen, Rochelle, whatever you and your subscribers, air quote, (laughs) you know, want to do, that's fine. But we have rent due and we don't have any money for you to go make all these bottles for them. So I was like, cool, no problem. So I where I picked actually I swapped shifts with um, a girl named Tiffany at Olive Garden and I was like, all right, let's swap shifts. I'll take your shift. I need to make some money this weekend. So I made um, an extra hundred dollars outside of my normal money and I was able to use that to buy a couple of bottles, a um, couple oils and herbs and I made um, a couple bottles to put on my Etsy page and of course, again not thinking about it like a business, I just threw the bottles up on my Niamani chic Etsy page because I was like, well, I'll just put it up there and then I'll do a video on YouTube later this week, tell people about it and we'll see. I did not even get a chance to make the video. Like it sold, the bottle sold out in like a matter of a couple of days. Like I think it was like two days and I was like, oh crap. So by the time my video came out, They were like, the bottle's already sold out. This is ridiculous. And I'm like, hold on, guys. I'll make some more. So I decided to just take the exact same money that I made from selling those 10 or 12 first bottles and just put it back into buying more. And honestly, that was the beginning of Allocaine Naturals. The brand did not have a name. The product did not have a name. All of that came later.
0: Well, Rochelle, first I have to commend you for being Wonder Woman, if you will, and really doing it all. Um, But I do have to ask you, you know, you said that Allocate Naturals wasn't your first business. So how did you kind of handle those transitions between, okay, this is what's working. This is what's not. This is what I want to keep doing. Walk us through that because I know YouTube was kind of your foundation. So explain all of that to us.
1: Yeah. So one thing that I want everyone to understand is for me, um, first of all, YouTube at that time was not part of my business model because YouTube was not paying people. The reason I emphasize that is I know right now there are professional YouTubers and that's all they do for a living because they get paid from YouTube. I wasn't getting paid from YouTube. My first 400 videos on YouTube, I did for free. 400. So that was just my obsession and love of natural hair care and wanting to teach everyone everything that I learned. Um, but for me, for like deciding with Naimani Chic, Naimani Chic was fun. Like it was a passion project for me. Um, again, I missed it just because of the ability to just randomly create on the go. But I had to pivot to focusing on Allie Naturals because that brand, number one, was it needed more of my time and more of my attention. And I could see more long-term potential and growth with that company once it became a company. So I had to just make a tough decision. Um, I did try at first to juggle both and I would have, I, um, I think it was like three years into having Alakea, I still had no money. And I hired some local, um, local women to manufacture the accessories for me. And I would just purchase them in wholesale. I would teach them how to make it. They would come to my house, drop it off, and then I would be able to post online. So I taught them my techniques, but they could not keep up with the demand because – when people love their ringleader earrings, which were the earrings that I sold on for my nine chic, they wanted them now. And I was like, you know what, this is just too much. I'm juggling two growing brands. I need to focus and I need to choose. And I just chose Alec Hay because I just saw a long term future in that brand.
0: Well, you know, that's completely understandable. And as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I completely understand, you know, wanting to be able to pursue all of your passions, but eventually you do kind of have to make that decision and say, okay, this is the business that's working. This is what we're going to pursue. And so my next question is for you, um, for all of the listeners out there that maybe, maybe, maybe have never heard of Allocate Naturals, um, tell them a little bit about, what goes into the product development and what really separates you all from the other products on the market?
1: Um, So first of all, (laughs) you know, a lot of the brands that are on the market are taking lead and taking direction from us. So Allocaine Naturals is, I consider us an underrated brand because we are um, sometimes, you know, I don't, we're not based in a large city, and so you know, we may not always be in the mix of things, but a lot of brands take their cues from us because we are. Um, pioneers um, the first thing is there is a term in the industry that's called the lock method and i am the creator of the lock method um, so a lot of you know natural hair care brands they're now like toting and talking about the lock method but that was from us um, also one of the things that makes our brand extremely unique is again going back to my youtube days where my subscribers are more like, my extended friends and family that's the same way that we think about like allocate naturals our customers literally become family like we call them allocate nation once you're with us you're with us because uh, our connection to the customer does not stop on shelf. Like some brands, you you go to shelf, you purchase the product, you go home, and if you're lost, you're just lost. With us, it's like, oh no, girl, call us. Like we will walk you through, you know, how to do your twist out. If you're having a natural hair meltdown, we'll help you through that. You can't figure out how to get this patch out of your child's hair? Send us pictures. Let's go on Facetime. Like we literally build a relationship beyond the shelf with our customers because we think about the long term um another thing that makes us unique is our ingredients and i pride myself in that Um, you know i i you know when we first went into and launched into our first retail store we had the opportunity to outsource our manufacturing And after doing a couple of trials with, you know, a company and, you know, we never end up using, you know, selling any of those products, but we realized we're like, it's true. Like these companies will water down your products. And we're like, you know what? Never mind, We're not interested. We'll just stick to what we're doing. Um, so we decided to actually open up our own manufacturing facility. So what people don't realize is a lot of companies, um, one or two or three, um, Facilities actually make all of their products. So when you look at the products on shelf, you're probably talking about three different companies that make everyone's products. Where with us, we own, I own my own manufacturing facility here based in Florida. So when it comes to the um, formulation of our products, the mixing, the bottling, labeling, sealing, boxing up, palletizing, distribution, all of that, it's done in my facility. So I'm always able to monitor the quality of products and the quality of the ingredients that are used. And so we don't water down anything. And I remember going into retail and a lot of my customers would say, oh my God, we're proud of you, first of all. Secondly, girl, don't switch up on us, you know, like so-and-so did, you know, don't water down your stuff like so-and-so did. So I made a promise to my subscribers and to my customers. Like I promise you, I will always maintain that integrity. Now I would be crazy to tell you that it's not hard. It is very difficult running your own manufacturing facility um, because outside our manufacturing facility is Black Onyx World LLC. So I'm maintaining that along with my Allocaine Naturals brand. So I'm juggling a lot, but it's a commitment that I made. And I'm just super proud to know that when I see my products on shelf, I can be comfortable and confident knowing that whoever buys this product is buying quality. Natural hair care products that are not filled with chemicals and that are actually gonna work, especially on kinky hair like ours.
0: Absolutely. Rochelle, you know, I commend you for not sacrificing the integrity of your brand um, just because it may be easier. And also, you know, scaling from making, you know, 10 bottles at your house to having your own manufacturing plant. I mean, that's huge. And so, aside from, you know, Sticking to the natural ingredients that you have and allocate naturals and maintaining creative ownership of your product. What major lessons did you learn when you were scaling your business?
1: Um, I would say so. One of the biggest lessons that I learned is to always trust my gut, trust my intuition and trust my dopeness. <laughs> um, if that makes sense. Because You know, when I first started, I didn't know anything about the beauty industry. So everything that I did and everything that I created was based on my own intuition. It was just what felt right. And I just went for it. I just did it. But as I got thrown into, you know, the real part of the business and the beauty world, I got pulled into, hey, you gotta do this, you have to do that, you gotta do it this way. That's not allowed. This is how it's done. You can't do that. Like I mean, so many things, excuse me, so many things get thrown at you left and right. And it's so easy for those to cl- um, those things to completely cloud your vision and to cloud your instincts. And I, I have to admit that happened to me for at least a period of two years. I was just drowning in every, everyone piling everything on me as to this is how it has to be. And when I freed myself of that and I was like, you know what, I'm willing to lose it all if it. It's going to mean that I get to do it my way. And so I literally just said, I don't care what you guys say. I'm just going to do it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I have to go back to just trusting my gut. And I have to go back to focusing on the customer because she's my homegirl. Like she is who matters to me the most. And she is who I started this for, for. So once I got back to being focused and getting back aligned with what my ultimate vision was for my brand, everything around me just completely started to flourish and thrive the way that it did before. So it is such an important lesson to, while you're gaining success and you're getting deep into an industry, um, not allowing that industry to drown your creativity. Um, That was one of my biggest lessons. Um, And another thing that I would definitely say is I didn't realize how difficult it would be To build the right team, Um, I'm such a doer. I'm such a, hey, I can do everything. I'm a multitasker. You know, when you're starting up as an entrepreneur, as I'm sure you know, we wear many hats. We are everything to our business. And so, you know, at some point to scale and to grow, we have to let go of some of those pieces and hire other people to do that job. But it's not always that easy because even when you think you have hired people that are equipped and trained or have the experience, they may not, again, see your vision, or they may just not be able to do the job. And it is the most stressful part of entrepreneurship, I think, is the hiring and the team building aspect of it. But when you get good people, I also believe into pouring into them, investing in them, and treating them well. Um, And the third and final thing I would say that has been um, a huge lesson, but also good for us is we started our business 10, well, July is going to be 10 years. So we started our business 10 years ago with a hundred dollars. And to this day, we are a debt-free business. So we have no debt. We have no investors. We have no loans. We have nothing. We have been able to grow and scale our brand organically with our own revenue. And again, I'm not going to say that is easy, but it's pretty much growing a lean business. I guess now is what I've learned that, you know, it's called, but when I was doing it, it was just like, hey, I don't want to have any debt. I'm going to just, you know, pay for what I can afford, and we're just going to have to use creativity to grow and scale this brand. And I'm happy we did it that way because number one, we don't have a lot of stress on us to, you know, Payback or focus on what investors' needs are, and we still have the flexibility and the 100% ownership in our brand. And I'm very proud of us because we're now sold in 20 countries, including Dubai, Nigeria, all throughout the UK. Um, and I look at my husband now, and I'm like, Babe, can you believe that we did all of this? Like, two young kids from Jamaica with no no rich family members, no nothing. Like, all we did was Daman and I just worked together and put our head in and, and just was, we just gave everything. We just gave it our all. And now to look up and see how much we have accomplished. I'm so proud of us.
0: Wow, Rochelle, I'm proud of you too. You know, everything that you've accomplished um and to do it debt-free and to have the connection that you have with your customers and to have started from such a I want to say like a pure place. You genuinely wanted to help people and solve a problem for them. That is so commendable and honestly, like I couldn't wish anything more for anybody else. Um but I do have a question for you. So, with you know your subscribers and your customers being like your home girls, what is your favorite customer experience, kind of like your aha moment where you were like, you know what? This is why I started. This is the reason why I created Allocate Naturals.
1: Um, Oh, don't make me cry. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> no, because I, I have those aha moments all the time. So that's the reason that I do in-person events a lot is because when I get to meet people, whose lives I have touched, whether through being Black Onyx, the YouTuber, or whether through Allocay Naturals. I mean, people literally cry when they meet me and, you know, break down the the feeling that they felt when they first use Allocay and they realize, oh my God, it's not my hair that was the problem the whole time. It was the products I was using or, you know, me giving them certain tips that really helped them to feel beautiful at a specific event or me working with them through videos, through an emotional part of their natural experience, like meeting anyone in person who has been touched by me. I mean, I hands down cannot say thank you enough for every single person who has supported my brand. Um, you know, cause people think once your product is on shelf, you've made it, you know, it's like, no, you guys, like I still need that support by, by, people telling their friends and spreading the word and going to the shelf and buying my products. That's the only way I'm going to stay there is by getting that support. But even this weekend I was at an expo in Dallas and I met so many people, this mom, actually this little boy ran up to me and hugged me. And I was like, Oh my God, you're so cute. And then his two sisters ran up to me and hugged me. And then his mom hugged me. And when she just talked to me about how much our, our products have changed her life and how it inspires her and her kids all of the family was hugging on me, and I just felt the love. So I have aha moments every single time I meet my Alakai Nation or my subscribers in person. It never ever gets old. And entrepreneurship can be a lonely journey because we're so much just in our own corner. like We're so in our own work and just getting things done. And so when we come up for air and we realize, oh my God, look at the impact that I've made, it just gives us more motivation to push through those hard days.
0: Absolutely, Rochelle. I couldn't agree with you more. And I know those moments that you're talking about, they're so touching. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's all that matters, um, yeah. but a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs themselves, or maybe aspiring business owners. And you have created something that is no easy feat. You know, having this lean business model, as you said, or you know, having a business with with no debt is huge. And so, for any of those women out there that have a product based business and are maybe hoping to land some of those big retailers like Target and CVS, what advice do you have for them?
1: Um. My advice to them is to start small, and I, when I say that, I mean that a hundred and ten percent. These retailers, they'll be here when you're ready. Okay, they've been here when we were kids. They're gonna be here, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, they'll be here when you're ready. Um, I always tell people to not focus only on. The large retailers in the beginning, you have to prove that your products can be moved off of shelf beyond just your website. Start with local beauty supply stores. Start with local salons, local boutiques. That's how I started. I was sold in a couple of hundred. I think like three or I think it's like three hundred. Um, beauty supply stores and salons way before I got into Target because when I got to my first retailer meeting, they needed to see that I had proven sales not only through my dot-com but through retail because selling online is one thing. Getting people to shelf to purchase your product is another challenge and when you're selling to small businesses, number one, you're getting to support other small business owners which is so dope and I think that's amazing and I continue to do that. Um, through programs that I offer, but then also they're not forcing you to buy back your product when it doesn't sell, you know, they put it on discount and then they just take the loss or they just sell it, you know, until it's gone and then they just won't repurchase, which is fine. But when you get into major retail, the stakes are higher. I've seen so many businesses get into retail before they were ready. And I'm always very cautious because I don't want anyone to ever think like, Oh, she's a hater or she just doesn't want to see people on shelf. No, I have supported many brands and helped them to get to shelf actually, um, without even launching my mogul university course, I've already been helping others, but what is very important is being prepared. You have to go in when you are ready, um, So taking it a step at a time, starting small, so that when you do go to shelf and you are in major retail, you know for a fact you're gonna succeed. Because what people don't talk about is, I've seen a lot of brands fail because they went in too quickly and they weren't ready. And if your products go on shelf in retail, you only have a couple of weeks before the buyers analyze the results and decide if they're going to pull you or you get to stay. If they pull your your brand off, you have to purchase back your products at a discount and you don't get the product back. They put your products on clearance. And imagine, you know, All the revenue that you get in one year you now have to pay that retailer in one payment can you imagine that it wipes out small businesses again because they went in before they were ready so start small
0: oh wow i had no idea that was even a part of it um and you know I was listening to someone earlier today and they were saying that some people don't want to start small because they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed of being in that position where they're the underdog. But you were saying earlier how you and your husband found really creative ways to grow your business when you were small. So what are some of those tips or hacks that were really successful, you guys, early on um, for all of my ladies out there that are you know, running a business and on a budget?
1: Yeah. Um, So one of the things is, first of all, like your inventory management has to be like on point. You don't purchase more than you need. Excuse me. So you have to be really good with forecasting um, because you're doing just in time manufacturing. It's not like you're going to manufacture in the beginning, a lot of products all at once. So you're going to start with, okay, I'm going to make this many of this product because I know this is how much I sell in two weeks, etc. Um, also when it comes to the marketing side of things, you know, work with people who are in the beginning open to bartering or open to collaboration. Um, you know, one hand wash the next, like, okay, I'm going to do this for you and you're going to do this for my business. Um, and also grassroots marketing is not dead. Like people think that now with the age of social media, that everything was just social media. Like people think that YouTube is the only thing that made my, my brand expand and excel. And that's not the truth. Like I was in my community, I was on campus. I was making sure I got free products and samples and testers in people's hands, but I was just clear with what I wanted back. Like, Hey, I need you to try this. And by Wednesday of next week, I need you to give me a testimonial on if you liked it or if you didn't be honest, but tell me, or I need to use you for market research. Like I did, you know, focus groups and, you know, unofficial focus groups, but you just have to figure out how you can get the results or the information that you want at the lowest cost. And don't be afraid to get on the ground. Also, when you look at our um, original packaging, I tell people, first of all, if you're embarrassed of anything in business, you should not get into business because this, this world, you can't have pride, like literally, because number one, you're going to get so many no's. Number two, you're going to get so many rejections. Number three, things are not always pretty at all times. So you have to have tough skin to be an entrepreneur. Um, but when I first started, my labels were washable, (laughs) you know, I, I bought my labels. I actually we used to buy out staples. Like I don't even know how how they weren't annoyed with me, but we would go and buy all the Avery labels. I think it was a two by four size, and we would print them on our printer that I was printing all my college papers on and I would put them on the packaging. And so, yes, when you use the shampoo, all the, you know, wording and stuff would wash away, but you knew it was shampoo. So that's okay. You read it the first time you're fine. Um, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't embarrassed by that though. I, I didn't allow myself to be embarrassed because I was just doing again, what felt right. And I was more so focused, which to this day, I still am like, I'm sure there are I'm, I' there's so many brands out there that if you put us up head to head with packaging, they have cuter packaging you know and that's fine but that wasn't the most important thing to me and still is not It's important but it's not as important. What's important is that quality of the product that is inside. I always knew that whatever I created inside that bottle was quality. I could cut costs everywhere else. I couldn't pay staff. So I would get friends and family who would come and volunteer and I would give them free products in exchange for their time or food. So you just have to find ways to just make it work.
0: Rochelle, that is such good advice. And earlier in this episode, I asked you what your definition of a bossing up was. And you said it's stepping up to the plate and taking that action and you know, just from this conversation, I can tell that that is exactly what you do. I come into contact with so many women, you know, that have these dreams and aspirations, but are, you know, they say things like, oh, you know, it's not ready yet, or I want to wait until it's perfect or until it's presentable. And honestly, those are just excuses that they tell themselves. And they're honestly just procrastinating on reaching their goals. And so I just commend you for everything that you achieved. I mean, your story is so inspiring. Um, And I'm sure the listeners want to know what is next for Allocate Naturals
1: taking over the world. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, I, I honestly want to continue to grow my brand to being a lifestyle brand. So I want to move beyond just being known as a natural hair products brand, because I think that that's amazing, but we also offer skincare. We make bath and body, um, candles, and we just launched our baby collection, the baby Sapphire collection, um, which I, created based on my daughter. Um, So I really want to be able to continue to grow my brand to being a lifestyle brand and also being a household brand as well. Um, I strongly believe that I am not going to push or lock my brand into a box. And I know that the possibilities are endless. And I'm really happy to be back into a space that I am in creative mode. So I'm working on and I'm in and out of my lab. <laughs> you know, um, I'm working on a, a new collection. I can't tell you when it's gonna drop as yet, but it is coming very soon and it is going to be amazing. Um, so just being back into the creative mode and formulating products has just been super duper excited for, exciting for me. Um, and then like I mentioned earlier, I of course get approached by so many people to be a mentor but to be honest like i'm juggling alla naturals i'm juggling my fabulously unique natural hair and beauty expo which i host in tampa um every fall and it's a huge expo so i'm doing that um i used to do my women empowerment event in five cities across the country i'm juggling my influencer brand black onyx 77 i have a photography studio that i own here in fort myers florida downtown and then I am launching in January, Mogul University. So I tell people that even though I don't have the opportunity to mentor people one-on-one, I want to really see men and women thrive with their businesses. Because can we be honest right now? Like the way social media is, like sometimes I disconnect from social media because I have to be in go. game mode and work mode. And then all I see is all of these people just focusing on the branding and the aesthetics of business. And that's all they're teaching people. And it kind of frustrates me because I'm like, okay, can we get to the nitty gritty? Like, yeah, you can have a pretty brand, but if you don't have any substance or structure behind that, you're going to fail. And I'm tired of seeing people's businesses fail because of not having the right guidance and knowledge. So although I cannot mentor one-on-one, I decided to create something that I can mentor the masses. So I'm launching Mogul University, which a lot of people who follow me will laugh and say, girl, come on, two years ago, you said you're launching this, but um, in real life now, I'm really launching it. Um, So I'm going to be doing courses that are going to teach people The real basics of starting a and scaling a business, um, including some of the things that we discussed here. And I'm really an open book. So depending on what people who are, you know, our students ask for, I'll go in and create a course and say, okay, here you go. Here's a playbook here's a template for this. This is what you do. This is what you ask when you go into a retailer meeting. So I'm literally going to be structuring courses around everything that I'm an expert in. And I've grown and run many successful businesses. businesses, So I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, And I wanna really be able to teach people how to avoid those as well. So that's my newest venture and I'm super excited about it.
0: I'm actually excited about that too, Rochelle. You know, I went to business school and I tell people all the time, I learned everything in business school except how to run a business because the truth about entrepreneurship is that you really don't know what you're getting yourself into until you start to get your feet wet and get your hands a little dirty. Um, And so I think that's really awesome what you're doing with Mogul University. Um, So go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you, how they can shop your products, and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, sure thing. Um, so they can find me, Rochelle, at Black Onyx77, so B-L-A-C-K-O-N-Y-X-77, on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. And on Facebook, I'm Black Onyx World. And my company, allocate Naturals, please support you guys. Again, we are a Black-owned family-owned and operated business that makes quality products. So please tell your friends and family. Um, but you can find us at AllieKNaturals.com, and we're allocate Naturals across all social media platforms. And um, retailers, we can be found in pretty much every single favorite retailer that you have. So JCPenney, Target, Walmart, CVS, Rite Aid, Kroger, everything. <laughs> um, you can find us in every retailer pretty much.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the BASA podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Bye.